Welcome to Share Talk, the only podcast where investors come first. We're joined today on Share Talk by Thor Manning, PLC. We've got Mick Billing, the executive chairman. The company's listed on the Australian ASX and the London markets. THR is the ticker. Welcome to England, Mick. Thanks very much, uh, Alex. I had hoped you'd turn the uh, the wick up on the thermometer for us, but um, it's very cold here compared with with back home. Must be a bit of a culture shock, eh? <laughs> it is indeed, but uh, <laughs> but I guess but I guess your weather is starting to will be starting to come good over the next few weeks from now. I've got to ask you before you know we get into the interview. What are you doing in London? Um, a couple of things, I, I guess. Uh, Alex, I've, I'm, I'm talking in a couple of uh, forums um, later on uh, later on this week. Um, proactive on uh, on Thursday night and um, and and another one uh, tomorrow evening. And uh, but but I guess equally importantly, um, if you're listed uh, in London, um, you do need to be um, you, you do need to be here to to be available to investors and. Uh, and uh, and talk to people in the markets on a regular basis. So uh, uh, when I first joined Thor, I guess I was coming twice a year and gradually realised that wasn't nearly enough. So now I come, you know, maybe five times a year, which is uh, which I think is about the right level. Yeah, you'd also be back in London for the UK Investor Show on the 21st of April. Are you back for that? Uh, that I certainly plan to be there. Um, I've, I've paid the money, so I guess I'd better turn up. So yes, I'll be back again in uh, in somewhere around uh, four weeks' time. You're a busy guy. I've got about four or five questions for you. It's, is it okay if I put these to you? Yeah, sure. Go for it, Alex. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to it. Okay. You've decided to focus the company on three key projects. Why have you taken that view? Alex, uh, no decisions ever cast in stone forever. Um, but I, I guess, um, and I guess, if an outstanding opportunity really does come up, there we'll always look to see how we can uh, uh, take advantage of that. But, but to be honest, we have three what I believe are cracking projects. Uh, Molly Hill, um, we believe, uh, should be in a position to get uh, project finance sometime this year. Uh, Pilot Mountain, uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, discussion uh, about them in the market about how good a project that is, and uh, I cannot but endorse that. It's, I think, it's a, a hell of a good project, um, and uh, and our interest in the Kapunda Copper project is, uh, we think, really exciting. Um, I, I guess we're at the stage now is. Um, uh, how many how many really exciting projects does a does a relatively small company need to uh, to be able and and to do them to do them well and um, uh, and, and turn those uh, into uh, into into things that create value for the investors? If we if we took on a whole bunch more, we would uh, dilute our efforts. I think on on these core projects, we can't afford to do that. Uh, we would also have to uh, go out and raise a, a bucket full of money to uh, to take on anything um, anything new of substance. Whereas we believe that uh, what we've got in front of us now, uh, we can manage for the next twelve months or a little bit more without having to raise cash. And and we think that's where that's where we would like to be for for a little while. But as I said, if um, 
if something uh, absolutely outstanding turns up, uh, we'll always kick the tyres because because you should do that. That leads me on nicely to, to the next three questions. So the first one, tell us about the changes that have happened recently in the US over the last few months and what difference and importance is that to Pilot Mountain? Um, Alex, uh, the uh, US Department of the Interior has... Um, has confirmed the classification of tungsten as a strategic commodity for for the United States. Um, this is not the first time it has been um, called a uh, acknowledged as a st strategic commodity. Um, uh, I'll admit, but uh, it's great to see that they have confirmed it, and um, and and they are um, and they are in a position where, with that uh, with that acknowledgement that uh, they they really need. Uh, that project, uh, that uh, commodity, and a regular supply of that commodity for their own internal needs, uh, not just defence. Although tungsten does have uh, significant uh, defence um, applications, but also as a as a commodity that uh, for for infrastructure work uh, for generally, um, and there is no there is no uh, tungsten production or mine production in in the US. The only domestic production in the US is from recycling of scrap and um, that has a uh, uh, that that has a limit about about how much can be available um, the second part of uh, what's happening in the US just recently is the uh, uh, the the House committee of one of the House committees of Congress have yeah, um, yeah. Uh, have, have really pushed are really pushing to uh, to to lower the barriers for uh, for regulatory approval for for new mining projects particularly for strategic strategic commodities now this has some distance to travel it's um uh anybody uh, as i understand it any member of the of congress can put a bill up and it gets referred to a to uh, one of these house committees and that house committee can can uh, either completely ignore it it can uh, consider it and reject it or as in this case um, they can consider it and then put it forward to to full congress and so it will go through the regulate the, uh, sorry, not the regulatory, the um, uh, the legislative process, and uh, to get from where it is now to be uh, written into law um, is is going to take um, a reasonable number of months, I suspect. But it is an acknowledgement that um, uh, that that in the U.S. Uh, projects that uh, are considered to be uh, to to be important for the U.S. for you know, particularly in commodities that uh, are considered to be critical, uh, they need to accelerate the approval mechanism and uh, and make sure that those things those projects start getting developed sooner rather than later. Now with Pilot Mountain, um, we I guess are in the box seat uh, to take advantage of that. Uh, uh, the resource we have at Pilot Mountain is of a significant size. Um, uh, I have previously uh, stated that's the only JORC compliant uh, resource in the United States. Um, that is correct, but um, I've since been advised there's a uh, there's a 43101 uh, resor um, resource which is the, the North American reporting standard for another mine in um, or potential mine in uh, in Nevada. But um, my view is that uh, uh, even if both of those um, uh, both 
Pilot Mountain and this other project did get up, did get up uh, together we would only supply a very small fraction of the uh, of the combined US uh, requirement. So uh, there's room for both of us and room for another another half a dozen of us before uh, before the US thinks there's anything like enough uh, uh, domestic supply. Kapunda Copper Resources clearly exceeds your expectations. Why? Um, Alex, we went into Kapunda um, knowing that um, the technology uh, had a very, very good has very, very good chance of, of working um, and and producing. Um, uh, a saleable, uh, a saleable copper project because we'd done a, a little bit of work in advance on, on, no, on, on the uh, on the deposit on uh, the mineralization the mineralogy of the deposit and uh, and 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 on uh, the work on the core etc. We had so we had reasonably reasonably good confidence that technically the project would work, um, but we had also had advice from. Um, uh, some people who had worked on the project once or twice before about the uh, about their view of the uh, the size of the resource and uh, and that um, and and while we didn't tell the market what that advice was because it was um, it was nowhere near uh, at a at to a standard that um, uh, that would allow us to release the, that information and uh, and not get into awful lot of trouble with the regulator but it All was right. a much lower number so we were. So we were expecting a, uh, a a number of around between fifty and sixty thousand tons of contained copper. So uh, when the uh, resource came out um, from Terraman at one hundred nineteen thousand tons, uh, we were gobsmacked and uh, absolutely delighted. The guy that did this work um, is uh, is extraordinarily diligent. Um, his credentials are impeccable. He's he's very conservative, um, and um, uh, you know he has, he and uh, the people around him have absolutely no no doubt that uh, the quality of his work is outstanding. So um, so we uh, so we now have confidence that uh, the resource is uh, is 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 now well and truly at around the 119,000 ton level. There is a high grade core there of. Um, um, at a at a slightly uh, at a slightly higher grade that uh, that is is about uh, just over ninety thousand tons of contained copper. Um, this could produce copper very cheaply because in situ recovery uh, techniques are much much cheaper than traditional um, uh, uh, mining, crushing, grinding, and then flotation uh, or heat bleaching. Um, if it came to that, um, then. Um, uh, in, in I, I expect this could produce copper very cheaply, uh, and to, you know you could. It's it's hard to speculate on uh, uh, at how much a year without having done all the work. But uh, you know there's there's a fifteen or there's a fifteen or so year worth worth of uh, worth of mining of uh, copper at a very profitable level coming up in the next uh, few years. I suspect. It sounds like it's turned out a really good asset for you. It has indeed. We spent a bit of time chasing this, uh, Alex. Um, I think the uh, discussions on it went on for uh, for for about uh, nine or ten months before we actually inked the deal and advised the the market. And during that time, we uh, uh, we we weren't idle. We spent a bit of time researching it. So uh, uh, yeah, we think it's a cracker. Um, South Australia is a is very well endowed with. Um, 
uh, with copper projects. Um, it's I think uh, I think Australia is the fourth largest copper producer on the globe, and uh, South Australia is the largest producer within Australia of copper. Uh, essentially on the back of two deposits, but there are lots and lots of small copper deposits um, in uh, in South Australia and um, and our partners in this venture are, um, uh, haven't stopped looking, though they're still on the uh, the lookout for, for a couple more. But in the meantime, uh, Kapunda um, is is a cracker um, and um, and uh, we think um, uh, we think it's a, a very profitable little mining operation in the not too distant future. That brings us nicely onto Molly Hill, the Tungsten Project in Australia. What kind of mining life are you targeting? What will get you to your target? Um, Alex, we've just um, completed back in January the uh, a, uh, an updated uh, open cut uh, ore reserve. Uh, for Molly Hill, that's got a gives it a seven-year life as a uh, as an open pit mine. Um, for the first time, um, we have uh, been able to identify, with the assistance of the uh, the independent engineer who who did the work, um, uh, a reasonable number of blocks of ore outside of that open cut shell that uh, would pass most tests for uh, economically. Um, Mining it from up uh, via underground mechanisms because underground mining is more expensive than open pit, um, yeah. and then also putting it through the uh, putting it through the mill. So, so we now are now very confident of seven years as an open cut uh, mine, plus a life afterwards as an underground mine. The the really exciting thing, um, perhaps that uh, the market may not appreciate, is that. Uh, we have not done a lot of drilling uh, for depth extensions at uh, Molly Hill. We know the mineralisation continues for quite some time, but we've never done the work to uh, to establish um, a resource that uh, would be amenable for underground mining subsequent to open cut because um, – to be honest, we didn't think uh, we didn't think it would quite uh, quite get there. We now we now believe believe we can, and uh, and the uh, the life of uh, Molly Hill uh, as an underground mine after seven years or so as an open cut mine could go on for for quite some time. But there is work to do on that, of course. I've got to ask this question. To get Dick. there, sorry. Yes. Yeah, to, and and so to make Molly Hill work as a, an open uh, as an open cut mine and mining development, we're going through an upgrade on our capital and operating costs. The last time we did this, uh, we said there would be uh, there was uh, 40 million US dollars required to uh, to build the plant um, and, uh, um, and and commission the mine. Um, um, there would be there is some extra uh, a few a few million dollars extra by way of uh, uh, stuff that uh, we would need to to either lease or finance separately that you could for mining equipment and power generation gear, but um, and they can but they can be financed separately um, based on the value of the of that kit, um, and so we're looking for project finance of about forty million dollars. That work's being updated at the moment. Uh, we believe there are some savings, but um, we're not in a, quite in a position to be able to say exactly what that final number will be. But uh, we think we will now get change out of 40 million US dollars to build and uh, commission this uh, this operation. That was going to lead me on to the next question. If you're okay to answer this, 
what is your position at the moment and does the large cash balance give you extra confidence moving forward? Indeed, Alex. Uh, we've just released our interim accounts. It said we had about £1.3 million in the in the bank. Um, we've uh, Subsequent to that, uh, we uh, uh, conducted a, a small place, placing um, with, with Metal Tiger, who are our largest shareholder. Um, and uh, there have been a few warrants uh, exercised. And, and while cash um, continues to go out the door every month because uh, you can't run a company uh, for exactly nothing um, and, and make progress, uh, we've got now got um, about £1.6 million in the bank. Um, that will last us... Um, uh, right through the year, we've got work programs at, at Molly Hill, at uh, Pilot Mountain and at Kapunda, all of which need funding, as well as the cost of uh, paying the insurance and the rental and the uh, the listing fees here in London and things of that nature. But, uh, but that money, uh, we believe, covers all of our budget for this year and takes us uh, uh, some distance into 2019 as well. To be, to have sufficient cash to be able to plan what you uh, would like to do with confidence uh, is a tremendous position to be in, Alex. And uh, we spent many years where we didn't have that confidence. It's uh, yeah. it's it's nice to be able to do that. We're not going to uh, to squander this money. We're going to uh, spend it uh, wisely and uh, add value to these projects as quickly and as effectively as we can. But um, but it's it's nice to be in, able to to be in a position to be able to say this is what we'd like to do and we have the means to be means to be able to do that right now. It's really good for for an AIM listed company and obviously on the ASX in Australia, it makes it makes you in a strong position to be honest in going forward in twenty eighteen. It does indeed, Alex. You know, the money won't last forever. Uh, let, we're not going to pretend that we'll get all the way through uh, 2019 without having to uh, uh, to raise some funds. But 2018 and uh, the first part of 2019 are, are certainly covered. Is your news flow going to continue as it has of late? In other words, will you continue to keep the markets informed? Uh, we certainly will, Alex. Uh, there's news coming up on uh, on, on Molly Hill um, in respect of the uh, uh, the updated feasibility in the next little while. Um, there's um, there's there's work going on at Pilot Mountain, and there's work going on at uh, at Kapunda. Um, and, and we will keep the market uh, informed as we go of all these things. Uh, I hope for a bit of uh, hope for a bit of unexpectedly good news along the way for uh, for investors, but I, I can't guarantee that, and I certainly can't guarantee the timing of that. But uh, but of the things we know about and the things that uh, we've signalled to the market that are happening, um, there's 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 a reasonable amount of news flow on that over the next few months, and uh, and we expect that will continue. I'm going to say the assets you sat on, Mick, at the moment, where you've got Molly Hill and Pilot Mountain. Obviously, I know, I know you can't answer this, but people must be looking, surely. There must be other companies looking to see what your progress is and how you're coming across with your data. Um, look, uh, there, there is some interest out there, and, um, and, and I, yes, I'm not in a position to, uh, to provide a lot of detail on that. Uh, what I can say is that uh, I'm off to uh, Japan and uh, Korea early in April 
Um, the Northern Territory Government takes uh, groups of people with uh, projects that happen to be in the Northern Territory to uh, uh, to uh, North Asia um, once once a year. I'm off with that delegation, um, and uh, we'll be uh, hoping to uh, press the case uh, to a bunch of uh, people in uh, in Korea and in Japan for for Molly Hill, and I guess also for Pilot Mountain at the same time. Mick from Thelmanen. Thank you very much once again for your time. It's been a pleasure. Alex, thank you. Nice to talk to you again. You have a good stay in London and make sure you keep the woolies on. Thermal underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I will indeed. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Alex. Thanks very much, mate. Catch you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Remember to visit our website for more news and other podcasts at www.share-talk.com.